Where there's smoke, there's usually some fire. Cody and I take a look at Houston's interest in Jimmy G and how that will affect Houston's quarterback draft plans. And to tie it all in, we want to develop a great team here that we can deliver wins to the city of Houston. We want to deliver a championship here to the city of Houston, and that's what it will be about. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by none other than Texans Credential Media Member and Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis here to discuss the elephant in the room. <laughs> what the hell will the Houston Texans oh, man. at quarterback? So Cody and I will take a look at whether or not Lamar Jackson, that fantasy that Cody actually has been playing around with for a very long time, if that prayer would be answered by the football gods, or if AR-15 Anthony Richardson out of the University of Florida will be the next quarterback taken for the Houston Texans. But first, according to an anonymous source, there is a real push within the Texans building to sign Jimmy Garoppolo to play him in 2023, this upcoming season, with the plan of drafting a quarterback at some point in the first round with a plan to sit him for a year and grow. With that report dropping, let's take a look at a direct quote from D'Amico Ryans when asked how will the Texans approach the quarterback position. Remember this. This was just a few weeks back, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We have one quarterback on our roster, so we have to add to that position. We'll do it through free agency and the draft. We have to add two guys to our roster, so we're looking <clears throat> So we're looking to find the best guys that we can have. There's a good group of quarterbacks in free agency and the draft. Now, mind you, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis are the top quarterbacks coming out in the 2023 draft. Lamar Jackson is technically a free agent, so we'll get to that. But you also got to look at Jimmy G, and that leads us right to the discussion, Cody. Jimmy G in Houston, is that a realistic marriage that people should get ready for? No, and it's dumb by all counts. And I'm not even looking at this from a draft standpoint. And, John, you know me. I'm all about having vets in the in position group. I'm all about having vets around a rebuilding team. We talked about it a lot here on this show. But in terms of Jimmy Garoppolo, he is not the vet that the Houston Texans need, and he is not the quarterback that the Houston Texans need. Just, just let, let me just break this down for a quick second. Jimmy Garoppolo, with all due respect, has had a pretty solid career. I would give him that. But the number one thing that you have to keep in mind is the fact that he doesn't have the coaches that he has thrived under in his career here in the city of Houston. He has played for Bill Belichick, if not one of the greatest coach in NFL history. And then over the last couple of seasons, we saw what he was able to do in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan, who is one of, if not the best offensive minded coach in today's game. He doesn't have that here in the, here with the Houston Texans. Yes, Bobby Sloak is coming over, and I do believe Bobby Sloak is going to do a good job. However, this is the first time Bobby Sloak is going to have the, the number one top priority of orchestrating game plans. This is the first time where he's going to be relied upon to run an offense without Kyle Shanahan alongside of him. 
then you also got to take into consideration that also same day quarterback hey. coach was with, with with Jimmy G um for 2019-2020 as well. So got to throw that out there. Oh yeah, we could throw that out there, but once again. Even Shane Day isn't going to be with Kyle Shanahan. The next issue that I have with the Texans going after Jimmy Garoppolo, he's injury prone. He was with San Francisco for five years, and his season came to an end prematurely due to injuries in 2018, 2020, and 2022. Not only that, he's 31 years old. The Houston Texans are not in a win-now mode. And his age doesn't fit the timeline. So by the time you can honestly say, okay, the Texans should start making push towards the playoffs and, and making push hopefully towards a championship run, Jimmy G isn't going to be the quarterback. And then when you take a look at the great career that well, – I, I would say great career just given the standards that he had. When you take a look at the success that Jimmy Garoppolo has had, he doesn't have the talent on that offensive side of the ball. So when you take all of that into consideration, I don't understand why Jimmy Garoppolo is an option for the Texans in free agency. I don't get it at all. Well, again, I will say this. I don't think that Houston is preparing to stink this year. And so that is I think, true. I think for this franchise, we have to alter what we believe win now is. Win now for this franchise is just – you know, not picking in the top three of the NFL draft, right? So, mm -hmm. seven to eight games. And what we presume with the combination of D'Amico Ryans and uh, Nick Casario will put together for this roster, Jimmy G can fit into that, right? However, this is not me capping for Jimmy G. This is just me understanding that Jimmy G could possibly be an upgrade at quarterback depending on who Houston prefers in the 2023 NFL draft at quarterback. Mm -hmm. I also think if you give Jimmy G, uh, if you put all of that around Jimmy G, you can do the same for a quarterback that's already on your roster and he's going to cost significantly less. And that's what I want to go to though. The Houston mm. Texans rank top eight in NFL's uh, salary cap space. As of right now, uh, they have under $29 million in effective cap space. According to Texans Cap, give him a follow on Twitter. Breaks down a lot of the great salary cap, the contracts, all of that. A lot of that $40 million that they have, I think around 11 to $12 million of that, as of right now, is allocated for the draft. Mm -hmm. Got some money away. They got around $29 million. As things work out with Brandon Cooks and they'll make more moves, that will increase over the next couple of weeks. So I'm not, you know, too much hung up on 29. However, Geno Smith just got what twenty five million dollars. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> uh, David Carr just got thirty three million dollars for a yearly salary, and both were multi year contracts. Do I want a low man? Do I want to use the low man of that you know of that of that contract? And I look at the twenty five million dollars that Jimmy uh, that Geno Smith has and use that for Geno Smith. I mean for Jimmy G. It's a lot of Jimmys and Genos going on. <laughs> but if Geno got twenty five. Right, I can see Jimmy G wanting to hovering around twenty to twenty five million dollars. That's too. And much, then man. I, I question: <laughs> Is this a one year deal? Is this a two year deal? I was talking to a friend of mine. Shout out to my boy Phil. He said, "You know what? Let's do two two years, forty five million dollars with thirty million guaranteed." And I'm thinking to myself: How much of that money are you going to backload in that contract? 
how much of that is going to be front-loaded. But then, once again, with the money Houston has now, my whole argument is why would Houston invest that amount of money to one player when if 20 to $25 million is the standard for Jimmy G's contract, and that's why I wanted to point out Geno Smith's contract, multi-year contract, and David Carr multi-year contract, which I'm surprised David Carr got that much. But I'm happy mm. that he did because now there is a mid-tier, middle-income middle, middle income for quarterbacks now. Everybody's not going to break the bank. And I don't know what the hell the NFL is doing with, uh, with, with with Lamar Jackson. But back to this. So I'm not putting that much money in the Jimmy G. Plain and simple. That 20 to $25 million can be used for a marquee free agent that – that can upgrade your team right now at a need that you desperately need. I've talked about Javon Hargraves. Uh, I, I talked about David on Yamada on for New Orleans. I talked about, uh, we've talked about Jimmy Ward, who I think is going to be on a cheap contract. Tremaine Edmonds out of Buffalo at linebacker. He would be an upgrade here for this team. That's the type of money that you would save and put to the side to fill this hole, to fill this hole, to fill this hole. Not for a guy at Jimmy G, as Cody already alluded to, has missed, uh, you know, what, three seasons now? He didn't finish the year mm-hmm. out. You look at last year. 18, 20, 22. With a broken foot. Out for the regular season with a broken foot. So when is he going to be ready to play football again? And if he's ready to play football again, how much of the speed will he be ready for? I'm not in on Jimmy G. I think that, again, adding Jimmy G would take away from the possibility of building a competitive team due to that money. And it's – it's we we – so – Here's the thing. We've sat through the Bill O'Brien giving money away era, the Brian <laughs> Game ridiculous contract era, uh, with the Eric Murray's and, and another contract that was just downright disgusting. This shouldn't be one of them. And I'm I'm just against right now, kind of it's not reverting because this team is going in, in a new direction, but that's an old habit that this team shouldn't shouldn't be hung up on. Let it go. I don't think Jimmy G is the option. Again, I do want to mention if Jimmy G is the option, because I do believe the moment Deshaun Watson set out, you worked your ass off to get to where you at to move on from Deshaun, to acquire the picks, to eventually get yourself the franchise quarterback. And if we are looking at the realistic possibility, because where there's smoke, there is fire. If they do get a quarterback and their plan is for that quarterback to sit for the 2023 season, which would be a rookie, which would be some of the more raw prospects. That's Anthony Richardson, who, you know, prospects, not prospects, executives and personnel scouts are blown away by, and Will Levis. Then it does make sense to have a veteran in that position group that can play for this upcoming year. I really believe that whatever you believe Jimmy G can do for you, Davis Mills can do for you as well with a more talented roster around him. After the Houston Rockets went on a two-game win streak against the San Antonio Spurs, which really was a losing streak, <laughs> now you take yourself out of position for the top two, you know, you know draft picks. They go on a losing streak. They lose to a team uh, last night. Who, who they lost to? The Brooklyn Nets. Their fiftieth loss, loss of the season. Of the season. <laughs> Brooklyn just got better, man. I mean, not better, yeah, but they really did. did. No, they they they, they, they they got better. The guy Markel Bridges, I think he's going to be great for that team, and uh, hopefully, you know, they build off that. But we are closer to the end of the NBA season. It's right now. It's going on, and this is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet 
up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Before we continue, man, I I know there's copyright, so I'm not going to play the songs that I want to play, but there's a group, goes by the name of Outkast. One Mm. of those rappers, Big Boy. The other rapper, Andre Three. Three stacks, baby. Three stacks, 3K, and I want to shout out to everybody, literally everybody that watches the show that listens to the show, that tweets us, that comments, that likes us or hate us or in between. <laughs> Thank each and every one of you guys for subscribing to the Locked On Texan podcast. We have officially reached 3,000 subscribers, and now the road to 4K. We're going to mm. catch y'all in 4K with some of these bad takes. <laughs> y'all tweet on Twitter, on the road to 4K <laughs> is where we're stomping. So I want to congratulate our brother Cody. And now let's talk about the Houston Texans once again, and the possibility of Anthony Richardson <laughs> here in Houston. Now, I do want to preface this conversation by saying this, because last night I made it a point. We're, we're, we are actually recording in the morning right now. So last mm-hmm. night I made it a point to go and watch some tape on him. Not a lot, just a condensed version, uh, a sample size, excuse me, of Anthony Richardson. And now I'll say this, throughout the season – Anthony Richardson sporadically got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new system, a new coach in, in, in Florida, I believe. And he had moments. He has two games of over 4,000 pass, I mean, 400 passing yards. He has multiple three touchdown games, multiple two touchdown games. And so, you know, he has a game over 100 yards rushing, two games over 100 yards rushing, uh, two games over 70 yards rushing. He is talented. He is a athletic freak. Mm-hmm. But Cody, when I watch his game, when I watch his tape, he is wildly inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, I go back to the Kentucky game. I wanted to watch the good and the bad moments. The bad, his inaccuracies, his inaccuracies, excuse me, are very inconsistent. Makes a lot of too high, too low passes. And because of his power on the throws and his inaccuracy, he sells a lot of passes over the heads of receivers. You even saw it <clears throat> during the NFL combine when they was running the out routes. And a lot of times the receiver, well, a couple of moments, not a lot, a couple of moments the receiver may have to jump in the air on an out route to catch the ball because he has a lot of power. And he tended, he has a tendency to sell those passes a little too high. Now, and, and of course, if you do that in the NFL, some of those passes are going to get picked off and going the other way. Hmm. Now, some of the good things that he does, the second and seven to number three in the first quarter was under four minutes to go. It was a throw down the sideline, tight spiral, rolling out, impressive throw. He has that ability. And when I watched a couple of those games, not only in Kentucky, but even in the Tennessee game, he has the ability to roll out and hit some of those passes on the run. I actually think that when he rolls out, he's a much more dangerous quarterback. 
with his frame, his size, his athletic ability, that helps him to be able to stand in the pocket and deliver throws if the pockets break down. He stands tall and so he can make a throw. Or he can beat you with his feet, right? The 4-4-40, that's one of the things that blew everybody away. Cam Newton-esque in terms of what he can do with the football on the run, with his feet, in the air, with moments. And he also has that good deep ball ability. So when you look at the good, when you look at the bad, when you look at the bad, like the misreads and continues to struggle with balls selling over the heads of his wide receivers, uh, when you look at him not being able to manipulate the coverages with his eyes and head movement as consistently as you would like your quarterback to do, then you may say, Ooh, I'm not in on him. And I get it because I'm not necessarily in on Anthony Richardson, but I can't knock that he's a talented quarterback. I can't look at him and say to myself, wow, if he does get it right in the NFL, we may see the second coming of a Cam Newton. We may see um, a, a Josh Allen type of player. Again, we already have Josh Allen in the league. We may see that. Here's the issue. When Cam Newton came out in the NFL draft for 2011, what other quarterbacks that was worth taking in the draft? outside of Cam Newton with the number one overall pick for Carolina, who had drafted Jimmy Clausen in the second round the year prior. And so when we compare him to Cam Newton, understand this, as raw as Cam Newton was, there wasn't a lot of other quarterbacks around in that time that was worth taking. Hmm. It was Cam. The following year was Andrew Luck. So in like two years, it was only like the top two were the Heisman man who just went on the craziest run of college football history at the time, Cam Newton, and then the the, the prototypical can't miss prospect in Anthony and Andrew Luck. When we look at Josh Allen, who is who we compare to him to as well, there's Cam Newton, there's Josh Allen. The difference between those two is in Josh Allen's draft, the Buffalo Bills picked later in the draft, and that's where I think um uh, uh, Anthony Richardson should go simply because he needs to go to a team that has more around him. And if he needs to sit, he can sit. I don't think that's Houston unless they go with the plan of bringing in a free agent quarterback and Jimmy G and they like him so much to where they're going to build around him and then allow him the opportunity to sit, which is what the sources are saying. This is where there's smoke, there's fire, and he is a raw talent. I mean, he's nowhere near as, nowhere near as polished as Cam Newton was coming out of Auburn. But uh, I think Cam Newton was also a raw talent to a certain extent coming out. He has it. He has the talent. He just needs time. And Houston worked their behinds off to get to a place where they can draft their quarterback, franchise quarterback, and move forward. How much more time can Nick Serio wait on, right? Mm. That's my question as well. I don't think Anthony Richardson to Houston should be ideal. And since you're talking about Tom, John, your honest opinion – where do you have Anthony Richardson ranked in terms of quarterback prospects? Is he one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever? Three. Okay, cool. So I, I got him as three. Listeners and viewers, you could comment in the uh, comment in the in the in the comment section. You know, tweet us and let us know where do you have Anthony Richardson? And I think everybody will have him at three. What pick do the Houston Texans have in this draft? Number two. Number two, and who are the two quarterbacks that you have over Anthony Richardson at this moment? CJ at number one, Bryce Young at number two. Okay, and most of us have that same order, or you will reverse it. Okay, and how much time does Nick Casario has? If you, as you always like to say, um, Brandon K. Scott put it perfectly. The next time somebody walk out the door for six inning Kirby, it's not going to be the head coach. It's going to be the general manager. Am I correct? 
That's correct. Even when you take a look at the possibility of Jimmy Garoppolo, who I believe, once again, has had a very solid career, given everything that he has been through in his career and given, you know, just, just everything in general, um, he has reached the pinnacle of his career. But when you take a look at Jimmy, when you take a look at what the possibility of what Anthony Richardson could be, then you take a look at CJ and Bryce. Which quarterback or which two quarterbacks do you think has the highest ceiling as we sit here on March 8, 2023? Out of CJ and Bryce? Yeah, or you could say both of them when compared to the latter of the two of Jimmy G and Anthony Richardson. Ceiling-wise, I would I would have to be fair in terms of ceiling. And if I say, man, he could turn out to be Cam Newton, then he has a very high ceiling for where I think he is right now. Okay. Now, who is coming into the draft more NFL ready? Mm-hmm. And I think in 10 years, you look at him and say, man, that is a damn good quarterback. I got to go CJ. Okay. okay and I think, cool. because again, I said it because I think CJ and Bryce are already kind of coming in. Like their ceiling isn't that far from their floor mm-hmm. in terms of Anthony Richardson. His floor is super far from his ceiling. Like he, I think his floor is at a, in a two story house compared to. CJ and Bryce, they're in a one-story house. It's not too far from one another. <laughs> I like I, – and you saw how I broke that down because what I am what I just don't understand – I think Anthony Richardson is going to have a phenomenal career if you put him in the right system and if you put him in – if you build around him correctly. I'm not too sure if the Houston Texans, one, have the time to do that. And two, and most importantly, why would you go out and get the third – quarterback prospect entering the draft when you have an opportunity to get if not the best the second best quarterback prospect and both of those guys john i agree with you they are ready to play as of right now and i get it they're not going to come in here and take the houston texans from a three-win football team or or a seven-win football team over the last two seasons and win 13 14 games and get to the afc championship i understand that i know i know it's not going to happen and you need to give the those two guys time to develop as well however i don't understand that especially given the fact that you messed up your opportunity with a franchise quarterback a few years ago you now have a new opportunity to get a real a a really good franchise quarterback whether that's cj and bryce but why would you revert from that plan to go to look anthony richardson didn't like when people called him a project quarterback, so I'm not about to call him a project quarterback, but a quarterback that is not ready to play as of right now. But my biggest issue with Anthony Richardson is the fact that he only really had one full season as a full starting quarterback. Yeah. And a I lot of people think. like a lot of people like to compare him to Josh Allen, and I understand it and I get it. But here's the thing people fail to realize. Josh Allen, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he went through the pre-draft profiles situation when when what year did he come out? 20 2018 and I do want to apologize. He was the, the Josh Allen was the third quarterback taken, but it wasn't later in the draft. The Bills that year went 6 to 10 the previous year they went to the playoffs, but that year he was drafted 7th overall. Uh Baker, Sam Darnold, <laughs> Baker and and <laughs> right and Josh Allen. Which I would say, you know, looking back on that, okay, the Bills got that one right. But so that was, you say, 2018? 2018. Josh Allen, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he had went through the pre-draft workout and stuff just to get a feel on where he was because in 17, that was his first full year starting or starting majority of the year at the University of Wyoming, if I'm not mistaken. 
he went back to college. He he got what he needed, went back to college and got even better. And that's how he became the Josh. Oh, that's part of the reason why he became the Josh Allen that we see today. Anthony Richardson, I don't think one year of being a, a, a full-time starter in college is enough to say, okay, I'm ready to give the hand the hand the keys of the my franchise over to this young man. Like I just have too many questions. And John, you know, you talked about the the problems that he had with his accuracy. You had you talked about the problems that he had, you know, with his ball placements and stuff. You're talking about two attributes that he struggled with that CJ and Bryce are already damn good at as of right now, and they're going to get better. So why would you settle for Anthony Richardson, and once again, it's just us talking, you know, pre-draft, pre-NFL career and all this other stuff. As of right now, why settle for the third best prospect when you can go out and get, if not the best, no lower than the second best quarterback prospect on the board? And given what the Chicago Bears do with that number one pick, you honestly have an opportunity to get the best. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I'm going to say this. Baker... Sam, Josh, <laughs> Josh, and Josh Rosen. Mm. You know who was the MVP of that draft? Lamar Jackson. So what I'm getting at is <laughs> go get the best talent and go get the best prospect out there. And I think Anthony Richardson, hopefully he falls into a situation where the front office and the owners and the coaching staff is patient with him. The fans are patient with him because, again, I'm not knocking him. And I also want to take it a step further by saying 15, 20 years ago, this black quarterback wouldn't have been highly touted as, oh, he's the next this, or he's the next that. He probably would have to find another position to play. Hmm. Right? And I'm just keeping it honest. So when I look at how far the position has come for black quarterbacks, I can't say that, man, I don't think he should be a quarterback. No, because he played the position. That's the reason why he was he went to college for playing that position. He worked his behind off to get in his in this area in his position in order to be a quarterback in the NFL. You allow him the opportunity to prove it whether or not he can survive the NFL. But he is a quarterback. I believe that when I look at Houston, though, this isn't Oakland. This isn't this isn't uh, 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 the Ravens. This isn't one of those situations. This is a team that has been bad for three years. Now this is an opportunity to finally wash away all of the sins of Deshaun Watson, hypothetically speaking. I'm not going too far deep into that. But you wash away <laughs> the sins of a Deshaun Watson. You wash away the sins, ironically, of a Jack Easterby. And Bill O'Brien. Look, the entity himself, the, the holy trinity of bad decision makers. <laughs> Go out there and get the guy and build around that guy with the two second overall pick. And I think that guy should either be CJ or Bryce Young. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there in the YouTube world. Lamar Jackson has been placed on a $32.4 million non-exclusive franchise tag placed on upon him by the Baltimore Ravens. There are teams out there that are out on Lamar Jackson that have so made it publicly stupid. known so that they stupid. are out on Lamar Jackson. Teams like the Atlanta Falcons, whose starting quarterback is Desmond Ritter, which I think going to have a pretty solid career, but I don't, he's not going to turn into Lamar Jackson. Jackson. And uh, other teams as well. Five teams, it seems like those owners are colluding against Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson wants a guaranteed contract. And because the market was, was reset <laughs> by... It was rigged. 
Everybody's favorite quarterback here in town, Deshaun Watson. Two thirty, guaranteed. Um, uh, uh, with, with Atlanta being out, uh, you you have teams like Washington who could possibly look at Lamar Jackson. And then I'll say this: if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm pushing for it. Hmm. Right, I, this is my opportunity to get away from. He's no real offensive coordinator, or, or it was only Andy Reid. And you need a quarterback to get that done. And I like Sam Howell out of UNC. Remember, Sam Howell was real talks that Houston wanted Sam Howell here uh, coming out of the draft last year. But he's no Lamar Jackson. <laughs> but let's take a look at whether or not that second overall pick, the 12th, I, I would say, would be involved. I wouldn't give up the 12. Wouldn't give up 12. I give them the number two of this year because we are projecting that to be a quarterback and then whatever next year is going to be. Right. Okay. I like that. But the Houston Texans will have to give up a pretty good amount. Two first round picks. Two first round picks and and probably some later round draft picks to go along with that. Maybe a third for two years. But they will have to give up something, you know, that they've been holding on for, working for, that optionality, as as Nick Asirio put it. For Lamar Jackson, I'm just going to throw it out there, Cody. Is it worth it taking on Lamar Jackson, giving up those picks, and also giving him the deal that he's looking for? Yes, now without I a doubt. Jackson, by the way, <laughs> I think the relationship between those with his team, well, his him by himself because he doesn't have a team, and the Baltimore Ravens, I think their relationship has soured. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I do believe that if the Texans divert from the plan of drafting CJ or Bryce, that means you should only have one option on your board at that point. And that's getting a deal done with the Baltimore Ravens to get Lamar Jackson, a guy who even at the at the stage of the Houston Texans rebuild at 25, 26 years old, he still fits the Houston Texans rebuild. And you already have a top five quarterback in the national football league and everybody know that this is a quarterback driven league not only that john let's say you know it starts in that trade package with the number two overall pick you know you package next year pick now not only do you solidify yourself multiple with the franchise, mid-round picks, I yeah that. multiple mid-round picks which nick Casario got a whole bunch of them i don't know who's worse at stockpiling more mid-round picks out of him and Raphael Stone. Like, golly, they got a whole bunch of picks. But going back to Lamar Jackson, I I like that idea because, like I mentioned, you'll have a franchise quarterback for the next however many years you want to give him. And, but most importantly, it gives the Texans an opportunity to truly start building around the roster, getting a wide receiver, improving your defensive line. If you're still unsure about the offensive line, which, by the way, if you bring in Lamar Jackson, it definitely made a lot more sense to keep both Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard moving forward. But, you know, just improving the backfield. Like, I feel like the Texans and Nick Casario could accomplish so much if they were able to hammer a quarterback in. Look, I'm really high on Bryce and CJ, but at the end of the day, we still don't really know how they're going to work out in the NFL. Everything that we're talking about are just predictions as of right now. We already know what Lamar Jackson is all about. I mean, at the pinnacle of his career, and I don't even think he has reached the pinnacle yet. You're talking about a guy who has already been a MVP of the league. So if if I'm Nick Casario, I'm getting with, of course, D'Amico Ryans. I'm getting with the Magnairs. I'm saying – Let's create a package, put aside some money. Yes, it's going to cost a pretty penny, 
but let's create a package, put put aside some money, get with the Baltimore Ravens, and see whether or not we can work out. Because I do believe, unless you are Kansas City, Cleveland, um, who else that's that's set on the quarterback? Buffalo. Buffalo. Um, uh, as of I'm, right I'm now, you still got to go with uh, Arizona. Even though, Arizona, know, Los Angeles Chargers. Like Chargers. unless you are one of Burrow those teams, with the Bengals. Unless you are one of those teams, hell, for the sake of this argument, to a certain extent, I think I might even throw Dallas in there. Only that, because, yeah, that, yeah, I gotta throw that. that yeah, there. and only because in the next couple of years, that not that, but the Cowboys got to figure out how they're gonna pay the rest of their young prospects that they got coming up, like 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 CD Lamb and and Michael Parson. However, with that being said, unless you are those five or six teams, I think everybody in the league should be trying to go after Lamar Jackson because this is a MVP of the league who hasn't even come close to reaching his potential. Atlanta. Like, like, what are you doing? You was all in for Deshaun Watson. I get it. That's the hometown hero. But look, he had, look what he had going on. No, and, and you and that's wanted the, that's him. The thing. That's the thing. When I look at these teams that were actively pursuing Deshaun Watson in the midst of. And, and, and you know how much I love my Saints. But even the Saints, like, you, you settle for David no, Carr? No, I, I think the Saints are probably kicking themselves in the butt right now because... Yeah, I look. I, 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 I like. I like that. David Carr, man. Look, you know, but even they wanted, yeah, Deshaun in the midst of everything that he had going on, and they was pursuing him at the time. We didn't. We really didn't know how all the off field issues were going to work out. So I just don't understand how you want that, but you don't want Lamar Jackson, who is even when you look at Lamar and Deshaun, talent for talent wise, it's really not that much of a difference. I think it is. I think I think Lamar Jackson, when healthy, is the second best quarterback in the NFL. That's just me. I would like for Lamar Jackson to text Deshaun Watson or Facetime him or call him. Don't hit him in the IG DMs because that's what I'm trouble. <laughs> and say, "Hey, man, can you give me David Mulligetta's number? Call David Mulligetta. Get him on the phone. Get him on the flight. Get him to wherever you are and say, "Hey, listen, I need you right now because this is ridiculous." However, if I'm Houston. I'm 100% letting another team take on Lamar Jackson. Plain and simple. Wow. Yeah. And I say that because as much as I love Lamar Jackson, as much as I believe Lamar Jackson is the second overall pick, I mean the second quarterback in the NFL <laughs> when 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 when, when he love that second overall pick. <laughs> I, I look at that and I say to myself, how much can we – and it's hard because – Lamar and, and and Bobby Slowick and Shane Day and Bill Lazor, like, mm, that's hard. But how much can we afford Lamar in, midst, in in spite of trying to take care of other needs on his team? And that's the question. Now, I, I think you take that risk, man. I wouldn't, so then is, you also I wouldn't be think mad about... at the risk. I would not be mad at the risk, and I think that is a risk. That is a more risk that I would take, of course, more than Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be if I have if I said well damn if they do like Anthony Richardson this much, and if that's the route they want to go, I understand it. If I can see that happening, then the risk of getting Lamar Jackson is one hundred percent worth it. Mm-hmm. Lamar wants to foot a guaranteed contract, man. I, I I'd say take the risk, and not only that, you also have people who will want to come here to Houston just to play with Lamar. 
And they'll be, yeah. and you know, then yeah. then you're looking at a possibility of them taking taking pay cuts. And you know, I, I just feel like there's just so much upside of bringing in Lamar just to watch him for 17 to what 18, 19, hopefully 20 games throughout a season, making phenomenal plays. Like you bring in Lamar, I think it just solves so many problems, and you could just focus on building through the draft at other positions at other needs, man. But at the end of the day, man, I truly don't understand why, unless you are those teams that I listed off earlier, I don't understand why you are not going after Lamar, like the New York Jets. Why are you trying to get an aging and in my opinion, kind of overrated Aaron Rodgers when the young team that you have with the young prospects that you have with the age of Lamar Jackson at 25, 26, why are you not going after him? That's just me. I don't understand it, but look, I guess what do I know, huh? Best win percentage as a starting quarterback since 1966. Guys, I want to let you know that Lamar Jackson has only lost 16 games in his career. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, a couple of years ago, lost 12 games in one year. And he was t- heavily scouted when he beat those you know, those those uh criminal charges and it was only civil cases. We had teams mm-hmm. going crazy for him. Mm-hmm. This is the NFL that we live in. Lamar Jackson hasn't had any off the field issues that have been made public and he's cooperated through the first full four to five seasons, however long he's been with the Baltimore Ravens. This is ridiculous. And I think the Baltimore Ravens bit themselves in their own butt simply because the moment he won MVP that following year, you should have got that deal done with him and he would have already been locked in. We wouldn't have had this issue. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked on Texas podcast. Be sure to check us out on all of the major podcasting platforms. Also on YouTube as well, under Locked on Texans. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.